And we're back for episode four of Vegan Vows. Hello. <laughs> it's been a minute. Um, we had planned to do no uh, excuses. An, yeah, no we excuses. had we had <laughs> planned to do an episode on uh, some nutrients and supplements and things like that. And um, I think we were ready to go like a week or so ago, and then somewhat serendipitously, some news came out broken on the the Joe Rogan podcast. Wiley. <laughs> I think I feel like he's 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 got this anti-vegan like bias so naturally he has two celebrities come on and talk about how they weren't vegan and, and now they're not vegan anymore for health reasons so um so yeah miley cyrus was on last week i believe talking so. yeah talking about how she needs to go back to eating fish for um because her brain wasn't working properly and actually let's just play the clip from the joe rogan podcast um so you get a sense it'll be a short clip do like I like looking at my brain and going, okay, listen, like someone cut my brakes right on my brain, and I have to take all the things omega. I I've been was vegan for a very long time, and I've had to introduce fish and omegas into my life because my brain wasn't functioning properly. Mm. Um, and Don't tell that to the vegans; they'll come for you. That's they're gonna come for me, but that's okay. <laughs> um, I'm used to people coming for me, and it's you gonna need be to that eat I come more out. Salary. Okay, so a lot to take in there, Devin. What are your initial thoughts? Well, and this is why we're doing this episode is it's it's just not true. It's misinformation, right? right? right. So to say that you need to get omega-3s through eating fish for brain function is just not true. So that's why we kind of pivoted here and what we want to talk about today is specific to omega-3s, both in what they are and also in supplementation. Yeah, and I just want to encourage people to, to, and we didn't always do this and we still don't always do this, but, but just to do the research. There's so many times like I was eating fish, so much fish oil like years ago because I think someone had said, Oh, how are you getting your omega threes? You need to eat fish oil. So I was like, Oh, I better get some of those. And I just did it without looking into what or why, or mm -hmm. what, what is even good for you just end up doing these things, whether it's from marketing or word of mouth. And when you actually dig in a lot of times, like we talked about with protein a couple episodes ago, um, you know, there's actually a lot more to it. Um, I just, I, the other thing is just not to idolize celebrities so much that you believe every word that comes out of their mouth or mimic their lifestyle exactly without looking into it to your, to your point. And not that there's a lot of things in Miley Cyrus's life that I would be like, yes, just because she's doing it, I'm doing it. But this is one of them. It makes me nervous. It makes me nervous that people might be following it a little bit too closely and, and be swayed by her thoughts on in this case, a nutrient that's not true. I don't want to be a hypocrite there because when a celebrity comes out and is like, hey, I'm going vegan for the animals or for the health, whatever, I'm like, yes, great. Sp spread it to everyone. But that's because you've looked into it, right? And it I depends know, if it's in your wheelhouse of understanding. Yes. I'm just saying that like when it's in my favor, it's somewhat confirmation bias to say, yes, you know, get, tell all your followers to, to stop eating animals and eat more plants. But um, but yeah, we've, we've done some of this research. So we'll, we'll dive into it and just, you know, Start with the you know the claim that you know that she needs to eat more fish to get omegas. Let's let's just talk about what omega threes are and where they act, why we need them and where they come from. So so what exactly are they? So there are fatty acids, and there are a couple a couple types. Uh, one are the short chain fatty acids, the ALAs, which is what you can get from food. So in our case, they're found in mostly nuts and seeds. And then there are the long chain fatty acids that your body makes using those short-chain short fatty acids, um, or you can find them in animals who have made it in their bodies. Um, in this case, normally people consider eating fish, and the fish have gotten it from eating phytoplankton, 
which have eaten microalgae, <laughs> which make DHA. Okay, so <laughs> so similar to protein, if you actually go to the original source of these things, it's it's either via this form, in the form of ALA, which is shorter chain, which you then ingest, you eat, and your body creates the longer chain, EPA, DHA. And then same with the fish. You're like They're just eating things that have made DHA like separately. So it's again, it's not the fish that are just spontaneously creating omega-3s. They get it from ultimately like at microalgae. Yes, all nutrients that humans need originate in plants. Okay. Um, so we've got the short chain and the long chain. Um, why do we actually need the omegas? Why do we? Uh, you know, it's, it's honestly they affect everything. They they talk they they affect blood pressure. They help regulate blood pressure. They um, positively impact immune and inflammatory responses. They're good for brain health, for heart health. I mean, you have to have it. They're yes. they're essential. So she's not wrang. She's not wrong when she says that omega threes are good for your brain right. or that you need them for good brain function. The the wrong and the misinformation there was that you need to get it through fish. Um, that being said, is is eating fish a healthy way to get omega threes? And I don't want to speculate about, you know, Miley Cyrus. I don't want this episode to just be about, like, what she may or may not have done. But not in the, you know, entire episode did they talk about what she did from going to a nutritionist or getting a blood panel or, you know, talking about plant-based sources that she's trying to get it from. Um, so I think, you know, I'm assuming that she didn't do those things, but that would be what I would encourage people to do is, you know, if you're low on omega-3s, then... You know, again, get the blood panel done, get checked, try to get it through plant sources. Um, but, you know, let's let's get back into, um, like, why is fish a healthy way to obtain those omega-3s? So it's not an uncommon belief that eating fish is what you do to get omega-3s, right? There's a reason that there's a, what, $2 billion industry for fish oils. You, you mentioned that you had taken them. I had taken them. I, like, still very much remember the smell they're of, disgust- the, they're disgusting. of the fish tablets. Yeah. Um, but there's a there's a... A very strong reason why getting using fish to get omega threes is not a good idea, um, and it comes because of the full f- the full package, mm-hmm. right? So one is the toxins that are now in our oceans due to industrial pollution, which is dumped in lakes, rivers, and the ocean itself. Um, and then there have been multiple studies, I believe, to test fish, test shrimp, test anything from the ocean to see what the toxin levels are, and they're extremely high. Yeah, and I think what I was, um, like, the higher levels of cognitive impairment and even dementia, you know, due to, you know, these neurotoxic contaminants such as, you know, mercury, mercury in some fish, dioxins, and uh, PCBs. Did you? What did are PCBs? <laughs> I want to get the pronunciation right. PCBs are polychlorinated biphenyls, and essentially what they are is they're synthetic chemicals that were used in electrical equipment and as additives to paint and plastics and you know, get this, they, they actually, um, the federal government, the U.S., ordered the industry to stop making them back in the 70s, okay? So we haven't... And we're still finding them in all the fish. <laughs> but but for, for, for the same reason they were useful in electronic equipment and plastics and things like that is the same reason they're terrible for the environment because they don't break down easily, especially in water. And so what happens is these, these chemicals that we created, these man-made chemicals, will accumulate on in riverbeds, on the bottom of the ocean, and fish will ingest them, or, you know, different uh, sea animals will ingest them, and they actually bioaccumulate in fat. So the concentrations just tend to be higher in animals. So salmon, marine mammals like seals, um, you know, have these, you know, notoriously high levels of PCBs, you'll hear that term, but um, essentially they're just man-made chemicals that 
end up getting concentrated as fish eat each other and it works its way up the food chain. And by the time you have salmon or whatever it is, you're getting all of those same, you know. Yum. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I feel like mercury is well known, or at least people have heard of that because of mercury poisoning. But I don't. I I feel like not many people would have known about dioxins or, or PCBs. No, I actually I had to look up the, some some context in the PCBs because they they were mentioned very casually, like um, in a lot of the research. But they, you know, it was actually tougher to find some some actual information because we don't make them anymore, so they're not really, um, you know, talked about as much. Yeah, and then there was and there was another report that showed that sixty percent of farmed shrimp contain harmful bacteria like E. coli, Salmonella, and MRSA, and that was higher than chicken, turkey, and pork. Shrimp, I used to love it, but I always got freaked out too, and I, it's crazy that I kind of ignored it at the moment. But you're like going to talk about the poop. But you remember, <laughs> you're you'd, totally you'd, you'd, see, you'd see like the poop in it, and like I'm pretty, like some were like, you know that's poop, and like it's not, you have to clean it out, and then like you'd still eat it. Yeah, and crab too. And you're just, <laughs> like I, I think back to like, oh, let me just clean out the, 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 shrimp, poop. the shrimp yep. poop, and then eat it. It's like, oh my God. So, so I so I just referenced a, a farmed uh, fish yeah. study, right? Yeah. So are farmed fish then maybe healthier? Do they not have the toxins that you get from you know pulling fish directly out of the wild? Are you asking me? I'm asking <laughs> you. <laughs> um, like from from what I f- what I found when I was doing my end of the research was that that farmed fish, um, it's it's more of the same in that you might not be getting the same neuro uh, like all the same toxins and dioxins directly, but a lot of these fish that are farmed like like salmon and, and others are carnivorous. And so they're fed other wild caught fish, like in, in terms in, in fish meal. And so they're still getting it, you know, from the, the fish that are like consuming it in the oceans. And on top of that, farmed fish have some of the highest concentrations of antibiotics per pound, um, yeah. sometimes more than any other farm animal. And so not only are you very likely still getting a lot of the, the crap that's in the ocean, but you're also getting a load of the antibiotics because, you know, if you ever see these these fish farms, you know, there's there's clips out there. You can see them. I mean, it's it's just as disgusting to look at as going into a factory farm for cows or pigs or chickens. Like, it's just... They're on top of each other. They're on top of each dirty, other. There's, there's poop just, everywhere. There's just poop everywhere. Like, it's disgusting. And so, you know, like, that's what we're essentially eating. And they're being fed animals, uh, other fish from the ocean. So it's it's all just working its way back up to us eating these this fish and this fish oil. Right. This and is not meant to turn into a... Do, uh, we will fish do f- fish in another yeah, episode. Yeah, this is a separate but one. But they're, they're, they're really intertwined here. They are. Um, so... And then I think lastly, which is just from a nutrient perspective, like there's obviously a lot of cholesterol in fish. And right. so from a just from a healthful perspective, that's not great. But just uh, uh, cholesterol is highly linked to, um, you know, heart disease, stroke, things like that for, for anyone out there who might not be aware. Um, and then just one last thing, I guess, on just the, you know, if we're going to be talking about fish, we might as well reference the fact that as part of this, if you are consuming fish or fish oils to get your omegas, you also are contributing to like the depletion of our oceans, like 2.7 or 2.7 trillion uh, marine mammals dying every year for... I think there's the, the estimates are very widely, but regardless, it's a huge number. I think the the, the, the general consensus, consensus on estimates for marine animals killed per year is between 1.1 and 2.7 trillion with a T, trillion. So just for context, all of the, the land animals that we, that we kill each year is probably around 60 to 80 billion with a B. So, I mean, the, the marine animals, it just dwarfs. You with know, a D. Yeah, it just dwarfs <laughs> with a D. It just dwarfs <laughs> the, the land animal thing. So, like, we're just, t- we're talking just in company, 
dependable numbers here. Um, so just just really and the destruction of our oceans. I mean, we yeah. I think everyone knows like there the estimate was like by twenty forty eight we weren't going to have any fish in the ocean. Yeah, at this rate. Um, but go, going back to you know like the, the fish and the fish oil in terms of like the health standpoint, um, you know something else that I remember when we were going through both. Uh, pregnancies with our daughters was the the doctor like asking about your like you know your diet your intake of certain foods and things like that and they ask about fish you're supposed to avoid and, it and yeah and the it's I just it's it's so like it's it's paradoxically marketed as this health food and yet pregnant and breastfeeding women are advised to limit the amount of fish right. you know some say you know mitigate it all together but just like don't eat too much because of some of this concentrated, you know, chemicals toxins, and things yeah. and toxins that can pass to, you know, uh, to our baby. So it's just, it's just fascinating because like we didn't think about this, you know, even you know, we went vegan, I think, you know, during your first pregnancy. Yeah. Um, so like it just, it, these things were, pr- were present in our lives for thir- the 30 years that we were eating this stuff for. It's just, when you look back, it just, it's, it's just fascinating how different the perception is. Yep. Okay. So answer that question basically is is eating fish a, a healthy way of getting your omega 3s our confident answer would be no based on the literature it's <laughs> based not. on the literature and i think to sum up that that idea um, there was research done by Cochrane, which is a, a global nonprofit gold standard in the scientific community and they did a meta analysis where they had 79 randomized controlled trials of like 112,000 some people and what they found was that the long-chain fatty acids from oily fish and fish, suppl- fish supplements was not associated with lower risk of all-cause mortality, cardiac death, heart attack, stroke. Okay, so can talk to me about meta-analysis and talk to me about randomized trials <laughs> because, you know, this is something that I, I'm, I'm... We hear s- a lot, yeah. Well, I'm still not totally familiar with. I need to, you know, I, I need to, to, to better learn some of this stuff too, but there's kind of a hierarchy of, you know, research... You know, and so just talk to me about the meta-analysis and randomized control trials. Yeah, so, I mean, meta-analysis is just when they combine the results from mon- multiple scientific studies. So if you are if you have multiple studies that are answering or trying to answer the same question, they'll combine all of them together to figure out what the ultimate result is. Randomized control trials. Randomized <laughs> control trials, you know, uh, that's when we're taking two different groups and we're actually, this is kind of like, just think of it as some of the most convincing uh, types of research that we can do. Like the lowest form would be like a doctor just saying, Hey, do this because I'm a doctor. Listen to me. Like that, that's like, you know, uh, anecdotal expert advice. That's probably some of the least convincing in terms of, you know, research, but randomized control trials, just, just know that it is. And, and again, encourage everyone to do the research on this. There's a lot of good material out there. I think whole, is the book that we recommend if you want to learn more about this. Um, we'll do another episode just on that book. Yeah, we talk a lot about other episodes that we'll want we to do. we got to mark them down so we make sure we actually follow through but, what we say. But, but randomized control trials are, are, um, are pretty high standards in the in the scientific t- uh, community. So anyway, this meta-analysis was 79 randomized control trials of over 100,000 people. So pretty convincing. It's from a global nonprofit. Again, just reiterating some of what Devin said. So um, I think that that, you know, for them to come out conclusively and say that oily fish and fish supplements are not associated with really any benefit of um, all-cause mortality, cardiac death, or heart attack or stroke is is pretty glaring considering we're told by the $2 billion fish oil industry that, like, you got to take this stuff. Right. So uh, 
you know, it's not always easy, but follow the literature, f- you know, do, do some research, and, you know, I'm sure that you'll come to some of the same conclusions that we've come to. Okay, so, so if it's that bad, <laughs> why do so many people do it? Why so do so many people take fish supplements? It's fascinating. So we, w- there's actually a study from the 80s that, you know, kind of was the catalyst for this fish oil industry that really kicked it off, and, you know, now it's $2 billion. So that same research team that did the initial study that kind of kicked off this whole trend of eating fish oil to get your omega-3s, duplicated the study with 50% more participants and found that in that larger scope study that those eating oily fish, specifically fish oil capsules, were at a higher risk of cardiac death. So the original... So negated their exact so, so yeah, so findings. So, so the, re- the, the, the study in the 80s that kicked this whole thing off was then refuted by the same research team you know, with a broader scope. And so I think that that is another glaring, like, you know, issue in terms of, like, why are we doing this? Like, the initial, you know, well study. Also, I think it's also a good example of why meta-analyses are so important. Yeah. Or just having somebody duplicate things and not and not reading a headline from a single study and taking it as fact because even the same researchers doing the same study might find different results. So it's really important to see, is it being done multiple times and are we getting the same results? Right. So um, when looking at all of the evidence, you know, another review in the, is it the Journal of American Medical Association, um, you know, stated that, this is a quote, so, quote, given this analysis and other negative meta-analyses, our job should be to stop highly marketed fish oil supplementation in all of our patients, end quote. Pretty clear. Like, it's-, it's Stop no doing it. Right. Pretty, pretty clear <laughs> that, the, that the consensus from, you know, this publication and these meta-analyses that we're talking about are saying that, you know, not only do they show no material benefit, but also that we should actually stop recommending them to our patients. So just to, like, just to summarize what we talked about thus far, ultimately what we're saying is like omega-3s, yes, very important very for human important. health. Omega-3s from fish, it's not the case. The, the research is showing it's not the case. The, the basic knowledge of how fish in this, in this world is produced is not the case. It doesn't come directly from, like fish have them, but they get them from, other sources, just like when we talked about protein, like protein all originates in plants, mm-hmm. and by consuming it via an animal, you're getting protein, yes, but you're also getting a host of other things that um, just just don't bode well for long-term health and longevity. Okay. So how much do we need? How do we get it? We're going we're gonna to say this every time, probably, any time we talk about nutrients or supplements or anything. Get checked out. You might not need it. You might not need to supplement it, I should say, or once change a, your diet. Once a year, to twice a year, whatever you're most comfortable with, but, but at least once a year, get a blood panel. Yeah, see if see if your current diet is already giving you sufficient amounts. Um, so step one, you want to get that that blood panel done. Um, step two, and this part actually I want you to talk about because you, you you were originally telling me this, <laughs> and I found this to be fascinating. Yeah. But similar to we talked about a, the ra- the ratio before when we we're talking about complete proteins, right? Yes. This is coming down again with the difference between omega-6 fatty acids and omega-3 fatty acids and this this ratio. So talk to me about another way you can not need as much omega-3s. Right. So there's omega-6 fatty acids and omega-3s. We've been talking about omega-3s for the last 19 minutes, which I think was a little bit longer than we had initially <laughs> planned. But not the bogey, but it's okay. Y- yes. But um, but omega-6s we also get from from food. and. We consume a lot more omega sixes now than we ever have historically. And what would where we, where do we get these omega sixes? You ask. 
Uh, we get it from largely oil, safflower oil, sunflower oil, corn oil, all my fried goods. oil, like mm. all the processed, all my baked goods. the processed foods we're eating, the oil we're cooking with, um, you know, we consume a lot more oil these days than, you know, we did even just 20, 30 and 50 years ago. So when we consume these oils, we're, we're taking in more omega-6s, which serve a purpose, but we eat a ton of them now and they're actually pro-inflammatory. And so, um, you know, what, what is ideal is having a, a, an omega-6 to omega-3 ratio of about four to one. Okay, so you want four times as many omega sixes as you do omega threes. That's that's roughly what our um, our body should be should be taking in. The standard American diet is closer to about twenty to one, and so it might not standard. be. It, yeah, it might not be the case that you're not getting enough omega threes. It might be the case that you're just consuming too, too many, many omega sixes. So, one way if 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 your blood panel comes back and they're like you're too low in omega threes, so you got to change it up. You know, you could take a supplement. You could, for the DHA, like we talked about, you could consume more ALA short-term, uh, short-string <laughs> short uh, fatty acids through uh, through nuts and seeds that we talked about. Or you could try to bring down some of the omega-6 consumption that you're having. Cook with a little bit less oil. You know, try um, you know, some different, uh, try to cut down on processed foods. You know, all the, like, chips and, you know, bars and all the other stuff probably has this stuff in it. So if you cut down on that, that might also help. So it's not just about... You know, I think that the marketing for fish oil is is bayoud by the fact that we're consuming so much more omega sixes that it like all we hear about is that we're not getting enough omega threes, omega threes, omega threes. Well, let's. I mean, you just mentioned that we can we can just eat more of the foods that have the ALA in it since our body you know synthesizes it into into the DHI. Um, but there has been, I mean, I was reading, there was a lot of speculation that our bodies aren't that good at doing that. And therefore people have this assumption that vegans can't actually get enough DHA, right? DHA yep. just from, from how much ALA they're synthesizing their body. Um, but then there was a study, sorry, you need to get <laughs> that one out. I was like, where, there's a study of over 14,000 men and women. Um, and it was, I mean, it was published in the American journal of clinical nutrition. Um, and they found that those who weren't weren't consuming fish had similar levels of DHA and EPA, and so ultimately that comes down to saying that our bodies are 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 able to increase our conversion rates right. when we're not getting a lot of DHA directly. Even if, yeah, even when we're not directly consuming DHA, whether it's through a supplement or through animals, like if we're consuming a lot of ALA, our bodies will adjust. You know, based on the study, our, our bodies right. can adjust and, and basically increase the amount of ALA that we convert. Right kind of amazing when you think about all the things that our bodies can do to like offset stuff that we do to it so um but yeah i think that this just kind of speaks again to the there's a couple different ways to get your dha if you're consuming more ala through foods um and then converting it that way that's obviously you're getting all the benefits of eating the nuts and the seeds the phytonutrients you know the anti-inflammatory properties that they have and if you're worried about it or you can't get it up through food then you can take a direct plant-based uh, DHA supplement, which mm-hmm. which we actually do take. We, we both supplement DHA just kind of as, right. a, as a catch-all. And it comes from ange- algae oil, like directly from the source. So skip the algae oil to phytoplankton, to fish, to human. So we didn't <laughs> actually plan on talking straight. about this, but but like we talked about farmed fish and why they're basically raised in these disgusting environments and you know kind of just gross situations. So how is that different than the microalgae that plant-based sources of DHA supplements would, would come from? And the, the, the main point is that it's not raised with a bunch of fish like 
are crapping on each other basically. So, you know, we can do this in much cleaner environments, um, you know, where you don't have all of the other, you're not getting the antibiotics, you're not getting as much of the toxins, you're not getting a lot of that other stuff um, because it's, it's just uh, grown in a much different environment. So it's a cleaner more efficient way to just get the same thing that you need without all the other like bad remove stuff. Remove the chemicals. It's very similar to remove our the death. It's very similar to our protein Save our conversation. Oceans. Like <laughs> you know, just you, there's ways to get this stuff by adding in more good stuff like phytonutrients and antioxidants through plants, and bringing down the things that have cholesterol and you know, like you know, ocean waste and all the other stuff that you're getting by consuming yeah. the animals. Well, and this is. You know, even just us having a conversation specifically about omega threes, like go back hundreds of years, we didn't know anything about these very specific nutrients, mm -hmm. right? And but we've come into this this world of just reductionist thinking, where we're just looking at like a single thing and being like, "Ooh, that's good for our bodies," and then whatever has it is considered healthful. And right. we need to go back to thinking about the package. What else are you getting? What else are you not getting? And in this case, I mean, this is going to come over and over again. But the package matters. Right. So Miley, if you're listening to this, go get yourself a supplement, girl. Algae oil. It's better for you. It's better for the planet. Better for the animals. You'll be fine. Yeah. If you want to improve cognitive function, consume more omega-3 rich plant foods. Take an algae supplement. Plus one to everything that Devin just said. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, there's there's just a lot better ways to do this for her own health. And for uh, for the planet, and obviously we're saving animals the whole time, which you know is going to be a huge benefit. You can do it. So that'll wrap us up for today. Uh, if you want to leave us a review, please do. Five stars, five stars. You're always late on <laughs> <I that. know. laughs> uh, Please follow us wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, iTunes. Um, you know, I think we're on Stitcher now too. Um, leave us a review. That'd be great. And if you have any questions, have any ideas for topics, you can email veganvowsinfo at gmail.com. Again, veganvowsinfo at gmail.com. Um, take care, and we'll be back soon. Eat plants. <laughs>